Can you hear me? Yes. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to something about Web3. I am your host, Dan Lippert. I am joined by Kazuaki Ishiguro. Say hi, Kazuaki. Hey, what's up? And not much. It's a hot day in Tokyo today. I am currently in my office sweating. <laughs> um, I mean, it's always hot in Tokyo in the summer, but it's not even summer yet. It's just hot. Yeah, it's still April. Yeah, I need to get out of the house this weekend. <laughs> but there's too many exciting things happening in crypto. So I'm going to stay inside like a... Um, like a, I'm going to go goblin mode and stay inside and not do anything and just do weird crypto stuff instead. What do you think? Yeah. That's a great it's a good idea. idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's going on this week? Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Of course, there's, as every week, there's been another big DeFi hack. Um. There was some embarrassing stuff going on with Binance, as per usual as well. And Dreesen Horowitz is, is launching a new project related to crypto, so we'll talk about that. Um, some kind of social media type stuff happening, as well as some follow-ups from last week in the DeFi realm. Um, Yeah. Kazuaki, do you want to kick us off with uh, chatting about this uh, kind of social crypto project you heard about? Yeah. Um, so I found this news earlier this week. Um, it, there's a, a wallet app called Context, and then they get raised from that from uh, uh, the VC called. Which one is it? I can't think of it right now. Uh, uh, Variant Fund and also OpenAI CEO Sam Altman. So like. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty huge. And also remember we've been talking about like Web three social networking from the yeah. uh, past two, couple weeks. Yeah. And yeah. um. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say um. The app is called Context, and um, it's an interesting combination of kind of social media, but it's also like uh, just kind of almost like an ether scan. It sounds like. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it automatically connect to your Twitter follower. Also has that Context wallet or not? Like, you can automatically mm. subscribe to the person you follow on Twitter. Yeah. So this this will be the I think perfect um, um, intersection of Web two and Web three. And then Yeah. That'd be quite you, interesting. Yeah. You you don't usually like follow, let's say I guess some people do, but you don't follow Vitalik's uh, Ethereum what or yeah. somebody else's wallet and then see uh, how he spent his ethers. Yeah, it yeah. It would be really cool to have a wallet like this. 
Yeah, kind of a social wallet with like a, a feed. Uh, what did they used to call it on Facebook? I don't even remember when they first had like the the new what they call it the news feed or whatever. Right. Um, like seeing what people are doing in a way that is like more gives you more context. Maybe that's why mm-hmm. it's called context. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond like what either <laughs> shows you, like, oh, here's yeah. some transaction. Like, you can look at the call data and the bytecode and everything like that. Yeah. But it would be cool to see, oh, Vitalik um, bought this NFT or or whatever, right? Like in a way that's a lot more user friendly. Right. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Coming at coming at uh, kind of EtherScan from a social angle, and then also I find EtherScan is integrating more social things as well. Sure. I mean, they've always, they've they've always had discus comments, but now you mm-hmm. can like DM other people through EtherScan and things like that. Yeah. Um, and EtherScan has added a lot of context, and there's like social tags that you can add to different wallets and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited for this. It sounds really mm-hmm. cool. It sounds like something that I should be doing. And right. I read this really interesting thread. Uh, let me see if I can find it. No, I'm not going to be able to find it. But I read this really interesting thread about like how to find interesting projects that are that have small market caps um basically the thread was saying something like and i could be totally misremembering this but um like if you want to have a healthy amount of risk in your crypto portfolio you should be putting some amount of money in into um small cap projects like under 50 million dollar market cap with, with the thought that 90% of them will go to zero, but the one will do 100x. And so, you know, it's like a venture capitalist. You're, you're, you know, you come out quite profitable. But how do you find those projects? And there's this long thread about going through Twitter and finding people who talked about the projects before they blew up and then see if you can find their wallet on Etherscan yeah. Yeah. and then monitor those wallets and see what new projects they're getting into. And I thought that was quite interesting. And it seems like an yeah. app like Context here would be able to help you do something like that sure. automatically. Sure. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I think a lot of, lot of people in the crypto looking for an influencer so that, like, you know, like they want to see how that influencer spend their money or, like, their, yeah. their cryptos. Yeah, and, and, and if it's on-chain, you know it's honest versus... Yeah. Um, you know, I've joined a lot of different Discord groups, and I've seen firsthand prominent influencers. I'm not going to name names, but prominent influencers Discord groups. I've seen I've seen the influencer get a bunch of people interested in a new project that rugs. I've seen that happen right. multiple times. Right, right. And you wonder, like, um, why is this person shilling this project? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're always like, "Oh, I got rugged too. Sorry, everybody." <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. Another uh, expectation from these kind of social wallet will be, I think, uh, implementation of social recovery. Um, you know, like that, which we've been expecting to see in the near future, but. Um, if context can implement 
those type of tech uh, technology that will be really interesting and then um, that the it will invite more new users coming to the web3 yeah so for for our listeners who aren't as familiar how would how would you define that concept well social recovery is is that part of the technology saying hey i lost my private key and then yeah this is me and uh can you approve you know that i have been doing on, on the on the network and then if mm-hmm. a certain amount of people approve that this is you and then you uh, yeah so so kind of uh, almost a reputation based multi-factor mm-hmm. recovery yeah. process mm-hmm. um, that's and, and I've always heard a lot about this kind of intersection between web 3 and identity and reputation it's true um, and if you go back to like the earliest um, work done in this space Satoshi and Hal Finney and others um, they talk a lot about reputation, decentralized mm-hmm. and anonymous reputation. So, so here's another project that's kind of sinking, seeking to um, bring together those worlds of, of Web 2, Web 3, social media, reputation, and crypto. Um, yeah. So yeah, exciting stuff. The first I've, I've heard of this project, context. So everyone mm-hmm. go take a look. Let us know what you think. Um. Let's see what else happened this week. Oh, let me let me drop some early-ish alpha. <laughs> Not really, um, but there is a cool project that maybe I mentioned to you before, Kazuaki. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but a cool project called Anata NFT. Mm-hmm. And An- Anata is the Japanese word for you, like, um, hey, you, you know, you, you, the person. If you're talking to yeah. someone else. Um, and it is a kind of VTuber NFT. And a VTuber, if you're not familiar, is like a anime girl cartoon. I don't know how you would describe it. A model, <laughs> a 2D model that moves and you can hook up your webcam. And then and then the, the anime girl or guy or whatever, the anime character, their facial expressions and mannerisms will match yours on the webcam. So you could use that if you want to stay anonymous on YouTube or uh, Zoom calls or something like that. And so um, it's minting right now. So so I'm going to have to upload this podcast very quickly. Uh, hopefully I upload it in time. I think maybe there is six hours or nine hours left from the time I'm recording right. this. Uh, so I'm going to try to upload this as quick as I can. But anyway, that's Anata NFT. Um, uh, did you check this project out? No, not yet. Well, I was gonna ask you the really stupid question, but uh, okay. Do Do you think uh, VTuber is only famous in Japan? No, they're not. No? They're getting really famous in the U.S. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah. There's a there's one called Iron Mouse okay. that I think is the most has the most subscribers on Twitch for a female streamer. Hmm. And that's and she's a VTuber. Mm. Um, so it's getting very popular, and she's it's like an anime girl, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, but she's I think 
American. Um, I mean, she speaks English. So, um, so there's that one. I don't know. There's yeah. a whole bunch of them. There's a whole bunch of them. Wow. I didn't know that. So it's getting really popular. Um, of course, in Japan, they're yeah. super popular. Yeah. yeah. I think you had like Kizuna Ai, one of the first ones. Oh, Maybe yeah. it goes all the way back to Hatsune Miku. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. that's true. Um, the Vocaloid stuff, kind mm-hmm. of the precursor to all this. But anyway, so so with Anata NFT, you you get um access to the software. That's VTuber type software that you could use in a Zoom call or whatever. And I know all you DeFi, MEV degenerates love to pretend to be anime girls. So if you're that type of person who wants to be an anonymous anime girl in DeFi, which is probably 90% of the guys in DeFi, you can check out this project and get yourself an avatar. And then you'll be um, top MEV searcher for sure. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Be, be, how to be anonymous 101 is to get the avatar anime avatar first yeah a girl of course girl yeah yeah um absolutely absolutely so so here's so so but what i think is cool is like you know if you were to buy one of these fully animated and rigged models from a marketplace like an asset marketplace mm-hmm. it would cost you hundreds of dollars to license yeah. it mm-hmm. right now the minimum mint price is 0.25 ETH, so less than a thousand dollars so so not that much more than it would be if you bought this type of software and it wasn't an nft if you just bought a license to this software it would still cost you hundreds and hundreds of dollars so right so that's quite interesting because usually when you buy a VTuber um, software or, or whatever, when you buy the model, you're, you're not only buying this artist's hard work, setting up the animation and drawing the art and everything, but you're buying a license, often an exclusive license to use that model. Because obviously you can't have two people being the same VTuber. That doesn't right. make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so with this Anata NFT, they you're you're basically buying a license i believe i didn't check the terms and conditions but but you're 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 buying a license you're buying the software and it comes as an nft so if you want later you could sell it to someone else um and they're doing a fair launch which is interesting it's minting over a 24-hour period you have to submit a bid and the top around 1800 people will have their their bid accepted there's 1800 uh nfts available to mint i think something like that um, so for the first 21 hours of this 24-hour period, people are, are just submitting bids. Um, then in the last three hours, at some random time in the last three hours, the, the auction ends. And whoever the top, you know, 1,800, 1,700 bidders are will uh, have an NFT sent to them, basically. Mm. Um, last I checked, so maybe an hour before we started recording, um, the the minimum price to get in was only like 0.3 ETH, so not not bad. I I think that's you know bad. around a thousand dollars. Um, but we'll see what happens. I'll, I'm going to try to scoop one tonight. Mm. Do, so do, we'll do we do you have to reveal your bid? Like you do you have to reveal your bid. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's a public board that shows all the bids. 
So, um, so yeah, very, very interesting in a, in a lot of different reasons. Like I said, I mean, it's an NFT that has like this, this software that comes bundled with it. So, so there's a lot of utility there, which I rarely see with other NFTs. Um, and then they're doing this fair launch thing. So there's no gas wars. Mm. So quite cool. And I think the art looks good. Like I said, you can check it out. And not the NFT. Um, and it's, it's on the site MetaDrop, which I haven't seen before. Um, yeah, I'm just looking on Twitter here. So, so it, will, it will end at a random block between 9 a.m. and noon Pacific time on April 22nd. Mm. So, so you still have some time, but not too much time. <laughs> I'll try to get this podcast up as soon as possible. Um, you do, by the way, you do have to um, send your ETH when you bid. And then if you're, if you're not in that top, however many, then um, I guess they'll send it back to you. I hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully. So yeah, that's what there's my my uh, kind of NFT pick of the week. I don't know if it's a pick, but you can check it out. It's an interesting project. And that's interesting. Yeah. Well, why why this person called Anata? Uh, I don't know, because it's you know it's anime, so they yeah. had to throw some Japanese on it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Is that racist? No, 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 really. I, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like I was looking at the core team of Anata NFT, and then there's one called Big D Senpai, so another good, good sign. Uh, yeah, they, they, get, they get a lot of uh, inspiration from Japanese anime. Yeah, no kidding. Which yeah. <laughs> so, is a great sign. This is a legit project. Totally, yeah, <laughs> totally. You know what? You're right. That there's some alpha for you. Yeah. See how many um, weebs are are working on the project. Yeah. And that can that'll give you a good sign as to whether or not yeah. it's good. Um, yeah. Anyway, well, I'll, I'll let everyone know next week if I copped one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of racism. <laughs> oh yeah. Binance this week. Did you see this before oh, yeah. before I showed mm -hmm. you the link? Yeah. Oh my god. So Binance has you know gets their Twitter emoji set up. Yeah. On Twitter you can attach an emoji to a hashtag. I'm sure you have to just pay Twitter some obscene amount of money, thousands of dollars mm -hmm. or tens of thousands of dollars to do this. And so Binance pays for one of these uh, little custom emojis for the Binance hashtag. And it's basically a swastika. <laughs> and so they had to like retract their, I don't know what, I mean, they, they had to like apologize and um, like undo it and take the, I, I assume they took it down. Also, this happened on Hitler's birthday, which is not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I have a little bit of a nuanced take on this. I mean, I, it, I mean, it's straight up a swastika. It is a yeah. swastika. I, mm -hmm. I think it, maybe it was supposed to look like a microchip or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I don't know. What do you think? What what was it supposed to look like? And and when you saw it, what did you think? I mean, I think it it's half accident, but they did it on purpose. Oh, they need a little controversial. That's that's a spicy take. Yeah, that's actually pretty smart. Yeah, because like you know whatever like people feel when there's no bad advertisement, right? So like if people um, retweet or like like it or not on the social media. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I, yeah, they do. I mean, they say there's no such thing as bad publicity, but putting a, out a swastika as part of your corporate brand on Hitler's birthday—that really tests the of that theory. That there's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. That's as bad as it gets. Yeah. But you're right. Like, Generating a lot of controversy. Yeah, and also like you know, remember we talk about the border yacht clubs. Um, oh yeah. And then That's see, right. see what happened. That's right. So, Board Ape uh, Yacht Club similarly has, well, not similarly, but has been accused of having racist sim- symbols in their mm-hmm. platform and, and yeah. different dog whistles and things. And in one of the, the, I don't know if it was an unofficial Board Ape Yacht Club game or something like that, there was an um, enemy that would throw swastikas made out of bananas at your character right yeah 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 yeah. but i mean uh, to be honest i've seen that bullet shape in japanese games before yeah yeah. on maku bullet hell style games yeah um so yeah who knows is it a coincidence or not it's i don't know you decide you the listener decide and let Mm -hmm. us know Yeah, yeah yeah um I'm not going to say either way because I don't know the people working on the project, and mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to. So, yeah, I don't want to say something. Yeah, but, I think that that's their strategy exactly. Like you know, throwing a question mark to listeners or audiences. Yeah, you know, let them talk about it. So that that's a great you know marketing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Dog whistle marketing. Yeah. Interesting. Could could be could be absolutely could be. I will say though that the swastika globally internationally is not as taboo of a symbol mm. and being in japan you, you you see it quite often because it's used as a symbol to represent buddhism i think right uh shrine yeah 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 is it is it like a is it a buddhist symbol or is it just a sh- symbol for shrines in general uh a symbol of shrine in general but it's yeah. it's a um, uh, flip version of sign, so it's not exactly same as swastika, but uh... yeah, yeah, it's like turned on its side, kind of like the mm-hmm. Binance one is, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll see if you if you look on a map here in Japan, you'll see swastika yeah, everywhere. The shrines are, mm-hmm. um, and then also people will use the swastika in social media to mean that something is weird, right? Or oh, something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Something is like um messed up or like 
I don't know, it has some sort of specific meaning on Japanese social media that I see I see people using. They is there's a different word for it here in Japan. They don't call it a swastika, they call it something else, right? Hmm. What is it called? Like a man. Oh yeah, manji. Manji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call it the manji symbol. So so anyway, Binance. I mean, this is a thought I had, and I don't know if it's true, but Binance is not an American company to start with. I mean, there's Binance US, but Binance is based in like Singapore, right? Or something like that, yeah. or Hong Kong, uh, somewhere, somewhere in Asia. So mm-hmm. I don't know who made this emoji, uh, although I'm now more inclined to, to think what you think, that it was done somewhat purposely as a marketing ploy, but, um, yeah. but also maybe it's just not as universal of a symbol, so. Anyway, that was pretty funny. Either way, it's pretty funny that finance yep. did this <laughs> and then apologized for it. Yeah. Uh, how? You're right. Yeah, man, yeah, I think you're right. Because how, how could they not have seen that? How could they not have seen that? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway. <laughs> so there's, there's the weekly racism in crypto report. Um, <laughs> Uh, what else is going on? Um, do you want to talk about this uh, Andreessen Horowitz project? Oh, yeah. Uh, I just found this news uh, this morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says Andreessen Horowitz announcing the new crypto research lab. And then they, they've been investing a lot of money on the probably. I think the the most investing the VC in the world, and also like they set up launching the new crypto lab with a um, uh, couple of very famous cryptographer, uh, including yeah. Tim Rohagen. Ro- <laughs> I don't know how how it's called, but. And also Dan Bonet, I've been following him for a long time. He's a, a professor of uh, at Stanford University, and also he is um, uh, original author of VDF, uh, verifiable delay function, and then um, BLS signature. Yeah. So he he's been uh, committing to the uh, blockchain ecosystem for a long time. So it's it's quite interesting to having those famous people in the lab. So uh, I I looking forward to see more coming from that research lab in the future. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's interesting. Like I don't know why they're doing this. And I think you said Sam Altman is involved, right? Yeah. Um. Oh no, so, Sam so- Altman is is a. Uh, Involved in uh, context, the wallet app that we talked about. Oh, 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 oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Never. Um. All right, stra- scratch that. But uh, obviously, Andreessen Horowitz is like you know top tier venture capital fund, OG one. Um, they've been around forever. Maybe considered like the number one group. Um. So. Like, what are they seeing here that's so important, you know, like for for a VC group to kind of set up this lab 
Um, that isn't like, you know, an app that delivers food to people or something, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the more typical PC <laughs> stuff. Um, there's, they, they just seem very into, I don't know, science, crypto, yep. um, research. Anyway, they're looking, they're hiring too. So, um, you can go check out their blog, uh, for details on that. Yep. But, you know, I do think Andreessen Horowitz is developing a reputation for being the <laughs> the right wing venture capital fund. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Um, Mark Andreessen, his Twitter is always on fire. You know, yeah, yeah. He's always tweeting something that's edge edgy in some way or another. Um, he's been tweeting, I think, a lot about t Twitter itself and the whole Elon Musk thing, which we talked about here. Free speech, um, the kind of libertarian ethos. Maybe that's not surprising for people in Silicon Valley, but I do think it's surprising that he's so open about it. You know, I think mm -hmm. the, the opinion is probably wide, widely held, but um, he's very out and open about it. And... Um, I think maybe he and the other people at Andreessen Horowitz see this um, zero knowledge and cryptography tech as a way to preserve free speech. Mm. Interesting. Anti-censorship tech, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Because without without this type of cryptography, you know, I, I don't really think it's possible for the Internet to function at all. Um, you know, we take a lot of stuff for, for granted when it comes to just stuff like SSL. Mm -hmm. um, and so people need to keep working on this. And, and I mean, this is a bit of a tangent, but the I remember when all that stuff came out with um, Snowden. And there's that infamous slide that SSL added and removed here <laughs> um, in terms of the data they were scraping, uh, the U.S. government was scraping. And so, so having more people working on cryptography in a dedicated sense to preserve privacy, I think, is a good thing, whether or not you, you think free speech is important. I think it's just a good thing in general for, for anyone who's kind of anti-authoritarian. Uh, which I think probably most people in crypto are. So whether you're right or left, I think we could all agree cryptography as a science is important. So I think this is great that Andreessen Horowitz is uh, working on stuff like this. Yeah, that, that, that's a great way to put it. Great, great way to put it. Thank you. I think so. yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> well, you. Well, uh, I, I, I wanted to ask you about, uh, speaking of, Andreessen Horowitz, uh, you know, like past couple months, uh, Jack Dorsey were mm. fighting against Andreessen Horowitz or any kinds of VC, uh, mm -hmm. any type of crypto project. Well, what do you think about those? 
whether are you talking about like um the debate that's going on about whether or not VC money is like ruining crypto? Yep. Um Mm. Huh. Big question. I don't think it's ruining crypto. I I think it's good for projects to take VC money earlier mm-hmm. rather than completely bootstrapping from a public fundraise like an ICO or NFT sale or something right. like that. Right. Right. Um because I'd ra- I think it's good if VCs take the initial risk. Yeah, I think that's quite good actually, because I do worry about people who are new to crypto. For whatever reason, they invest like ninety percent of their money in some totally risky project and lose it. That's terrible. And we, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it should be regulated, but because I think anyone should be able to participate. But um, I think it's good for VCs to get in there too, because they're more, they're more well-equipped to lose money. If that makes right, sense. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, Oath, um, the Oath token on Phantom, Bite Masons, they did a very interesting um, token sale where they had like a VC mode that you could participate in where you had a linear vest on your, on the token sale over four years. Ooh. I think that's quite interesting. Um, from what I've heard, there were VCs participated in that, and then also individual people participated in that. Um, so I think that's quite good. Yeah. Um, and full disclosure, including myself. So mm. I'm not trying to pump my bags here or anything like that, but I did think that was cool. Um, no, I think it's good. I don't, I don't mean, what's the counter argument? I don't, I guess I don't really understand the counter argument. Like, is it because like the projects are becoming, less experimental and like more and less fun and and like more corporate and people don't like that i guess so and jack is generally against the term called web3 i think because like web3 were basically created by those those type of vcs what i guess jack is what wants to point out was like He's a pure Bitcoiner, right? Bitcoin maximalist. Oh, is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I think so. And then because like he, he's been investing a lot of money on the Lightning Network, right? Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, so, Sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Lightning Network yeah. is cool. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but uh, I'm not an ETH maximalist, I swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he... he I don't know. He he he's kind of against like VC try to pumping so much about Web three related project. Yeah, he doesn't like that. That's unfortunate. I think. Uh, Look, I I mean, if VCs created the term Web three and pumped it, when did this happen? Twenty seventeen. Like I mean, because. I've been typing the the word Web3 into my uh, code editor for I don't know how many years now. Right. You know? That's true. That's true. It's, it's the name of the JavaScript object that you use mm-hmm. when you're building decentralized applications. Yeah. That's where yeah. I thought it came from. I, I mm-hmm. mean, that's what 
that's I thought that was the first time that term was used. Maybe that's not true, but that's been, that term's been around for years and years now. So right. So mm, I don't know if Jack knows that or doesn't know that. Jack, come <laughs> on the show. <laughs> We'd love to have you on. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're we're basically like Joe Rogan, but smaller. Right? <laughs> yeah. Same kind of thing. Um. Anyway. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I I mean, um, oh man, we could talk. We could talk about so much about the Bitcoin maximalists and stuff like that. I thought it was before this gets too out of date. I thought I was watching that Bitcoin conference um, that happened in Miami a few weeks ago, and there was some guy, and this generated so much drama on Twitter. There was some guy who asked the crowd, "How many people here hold Ether?" And like, wow. I don't know, eighty percent of the crowd raised their hand, yeah. and and on the on the stage was all these bitcoin maximalists and they were like they were saying like that that was bad but clearly everyone who went to the bitcoin conference or almost almost everyone who went to the bitcoin conference also liked ethereum and i find i'm yeah. i'm that same way i like both mm-hmm. um and and it seems like all the all the people who are participating in crypto who aren't influencers or propagandists for whatever project like both i I, i'd have never met someone in real life who wasn't some twitter person who wasn't extremely online who who was like a maximalist and not in either way they always have an agenda you know um so i like both and i and i've been i mean i probably sound like east maximalist but i think i've said on the podcast before that i think proof of work is important so yeah um Anyway, that's ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> VCs invented the term Web3. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true either. Yeah. What does Jack know? I don't know. Maybe he knows a lot. I, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. And then Twitter I, sucks. I, heard, I know. <laughs> I, I heard uh, Jack got blocked by Andrew Horowitz. Yeah. And it, yeah. That's no wonder. What was that? That uh, no wonder he got blocked. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mark Anderson, I guess. Can't Jack just unblock himself? I mean, he owns it. <laughs> I would think that would be something he could yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, good for good for Andreessen Horowitz uh, investing in the science side of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, believing in science or whatever all right i won't get into that um (laughs) uh let's see what else uh oh to follow from last week this is something i wanted to mention real quick if you listen last week i talked about sturdy finance uh i haven't checked it out today by the way this is a vc backed project that has no token yet (laughs) um so they are on the phantom um network and i said last week and if you didn't listen listen last week you know real quick it's a lending platform that has uh interest free lending on stable coins so you could deposit deposit non stable coins and you can borrow tether die usdc you could deposit phantom boo beats whatever um 
their whole model was interest-free borrowing this week. Uh, I think yesterday or the day before they announced, first they announced with an hour warning that they were going to set an interest rate on the stablecoin borrowing that, that they couldn't do what they were doing before. It wasn't profitable, whatever. Mm. Um, and then people got really pissed. <laughs> And so they say, okay, yeah, we'll give you 24 hours instead of an hour. And right now I'm looking at their site and, and right now it's 6.57% on Tether, 6.2% on USDC. Oddly enough, 0% still on DAI. So that being said, if you if you want to deposit your stable coins on Sturdy, they are giving 28% APY on USDC right now. So pretty, pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, but with any lending platform, there's always a risk that you might not be able to withdraw your tokens depending on how the, the platform as a whole is collateralized. So something you need to be careful of there. Um, but I think that was what they were trying to avoid. And so, yeah, I mean, they launched, they made all this noise, 0% zero, 0 interest on borrowing. And now, indeed, there is 6.5% interest. So there's my follow-up to Sturdy Finance. Uh, <laughs> and that's a VC-backed company. And basically their excuse was like, it's not working. Like we yeah. thought this would work and it's not. And so we need to charge interest. <laughs> what do you want us to do? Um, so there's 30 finance. Yeah, uh, yeah. And there's a and VC back company. They, they, they got, they got scared. I think that they were going to lose everyone's so. money. I guess so. And, yeah. and the VC, the VC group was probably like, we're not going to pay back your users. Uh, and so they yeah, said, okay, I'm we got to charge interest. Their, their Twitter and then they pinned a tweet called uh, the, they're doing a meme art challenge going on right now. Oh, really? What What are they saying? Uh, meme, meme art challenge. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what so, What are, what are yeah. people memeing on them with? <laughs> I don't know. So I, I, I guess they they feel like they gotta do something. Oh, I see. All right, go enter their meme art challenge then, and meme on them as hard as you can. Um. That's too funny. Yeah. Also in, um, I guess, embarrassing crypto news this week, the, the platform Beanstalk with their token Bean was quote unquote hacked. Did you hear about this? No, uh, not yet. $600 million, I think, something like that. Wow. Um, and what... Basically, what I wanted to talk about here was so many people were calling it a flash loan attack because a flash loan was used to do the exploit. And then all these people are complaining about flash loans and they're like tweeting at Ave like, what is the what even is the point? You're ruining crypto by providing these flash loans. What is the point of what you're doing and all this stuff that to me, they don't understand that there's a market for this. And so there needs to this capability needs to exist. Like if it. If Ave isn't doing it, someone else will, because it's quite profitable to provide flash loans. Um, and and the only difference between a flash loan and a regular loan is that you pay it back quickly. So like, what's the big deal? Um, well, I guess there's no collateral, so that that actually is a big deal. But <laughs> but anyway, here's what happened with Beanstalk. It's quite interesting. They had a DAO that had on-chain governance. And so what they did was they made a proposal to donate a quarter million dollars to Ukraine. But, yeah. but it, within the smart contract of that proposal, 
It also inflated the supply of the token and gave the newly created tokens to the person who executed the proposal. So they put the proposal up and then they used a flash loan to buy enough tokens of Beanstalk so that they could force the vote for this DAO through and give themselves all the tokens. They got the tokens, they sold all the tokens for the ETH, draining all of the liquidity, and then cashed out through Tornado Cash. So here's the question. Is this even a hack? Kazumaki like said, it. he's shaking his head no. <laughs> like um, I mean, everything they did was above board. Here, here's, here's, here's the thing that makes it a hack in my mind. It's just that they said the proposal was to donate a quarter million dollars to Ukraine, and it wasn't. In the end, it didn't even matter because they were the ones who forced through the vote. Um, yeah. They didn't. They didn't need anyone else to vote. They just used a flash loan to buy up all the voting rights. But, um, but they did lie when they issued the proposal. If the proposal mm. said, well, "I propose that we give this address all of the money in the liquidity pool," then maybe at least they would have been being honest. But they right. hid it behind donating to Ukraine. Um, and they did something funny, which is like they named the proposal like Proposal Eighteen. But it actually was proposal 19, I guess, in an effort to like confuse people so that people would look at the wrong source code if they someone tried to look at the source code. So you have to look into that. There's another layer of deception there where they, they lied about which number proposal it was so that hopefully people would look at the, at the wrong contract and not see what they had done. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, they just used a flashlight to take over a DAO in the space of one block, completely inflate the currency, the, the Beanstalk printer went burr and they sold all that extra currency and they took all the money and it's already and, it, and it's already in Tornado Cash and gone. And also now people are saying that Tornado Cash needs to be taken down, which is another DAO um, because all Tornado Cash is used for is, is, is hacking. Yeah. Um, and also now they're saying that, that this was done by North Korea was, was who executed this attack. I don't know how they know that. But there was all these stories about the FBI saying that it was North Korea. Really? Yeah. Oh. You know what? Good for North Korea. That's all. That's oh, all yeah, I have to I say. Yeah. If if someone yeah. hacked it, um, actually, I shouldn't say that because I'm in Japan. But, <laughs> but I mean, in the end, it is kind of funny to think of Kim Jong Un like going through ether scan or something i don't know just, the image of that is very funny to me and you know what this is this is why that guy got sent to jail for going over to north korea and teaching them about ethereum oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, what was that guy's name uh the virgil yeah 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 yeah, oh, yeah. this is all his fault yeah all right i'm just i'm being <laughs> facetious but but anyway but, oh baby crying in the background <laughs> um what were you gonna say well, I mean, if this hack is done by North Korea, I, I would say like Kim Jong Un is a great project manager. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, actually, way better than the person who owns it. Like, you know what? You're right. They, yeah. That's that's. I wonder if they use Agile or Jira or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some serious coordination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. 
In all actuality, it was probably the U.S. government, and they just said it was North Korea. Yeah, right. I mean, that's my take. Mm-hmm. If North Korea didn't do it, like somebody's going to do it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, someone's going to do it. I mean, the the contract was up for a while. Like, I don't know if they were just waiting for a lot of money to be deposited into the project, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, apologies if you're listening to this and you lost money on it. Obviously, that's rough. I think anyone who's been in crypto for a while has yeah. lost a lot of money. For me personally, I've lost, you know, tens of thousands of dollars investing in, in garbage projects and getting hacked and rugged and, and everything. So, you know, my, my heart goes out to you. I know how much that sucks. Obviously, make sure you have proper position sizing and all that kind of stuff and, and know your risk tolerance. And, uh, mm. you know, if you lose money, like, you know, there's, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like, don't do anything drastic. There's a lot of people in the same boat. I'm sure you can find support groups on, on Discord yeah. and Twitter and stuff like that. Um, so, so you know, it happens to all of us. But, you know, it, at the same time, it's, you know, we see this type of stuff happen so often with such ridiculous um, methods and North Korea in the mix and everything. It's, it's hard not to think that it's a little bit funny. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, that's Beanstalk. I, I haven't seen if they're going to try to reimburse people or, or what. Um, but but I saw that happen in real time on Twitter. So I thought mm. that was quite interesting. Oh. I, I was just watching the Ether scan of the of the wallet that hacked it and it just every couple minutes sending 100 ETH through Tornado Cash over and over again. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. Kim Kim Jong Un, I heard, owns like uh, several racist board ape yacht club NFTs. Whoa! Yeah, only he owns the racist one because he's bad. <laughs> like that's <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> well, that was. I think that's all I had. Is there anything else you wanted to uh, go over this week? Um, I think that's about it. Cool. All right. Well, stay tuned for next week. This has been something about Web3. I'll try to get this up quickly. You have a couple hours left if you want to jump on the VTuber Anata NFT. Um, otherwise, we'll be back next week. Next week is a holiday here, but we'll I think we'll be back anyway. So, so stay tuned. Um, thanks for listening. And um, we need we need like a catch line or something to end the show with. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sort of slogan like Stay crispy. Or so, I don't know. Something stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got, we got to think about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. For right now, we don't have one. So uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye, everyone. All right. Bye-bye.